the GTA voice actors and their lives after their roles. Did you watch the Lester's voice actor interview? No, I didn't see Lester's interview. I know it exists, but it's just like, eh. I suppose Lester's actor, though, he probably has a more uh, continuous uh, working relationship with Rockstar than does uh, Trevor, Michael, or Franklin, because he's used for the online stuff. Oh, yeah, I heard Frank Franklin's voice actor's writing a book, yeah. Isn't Trevor awesome online? Uh, not since the beginning, right? He hasn't had any new stuff since the game came out, right? I did know that, yes, that Franklin and CJ are related in real life. It's interesting when you're an actor and you are in something that's really, really popular. Because on one hand, it does increase your notoriety. But on the, on the other hand, it can get you typecast in particular roles. Or people only associate with you with a particular character. I remember uh, the actor who played George Costanza. Like when you're in, a, in, a, in Seinfeld, when you're in a role... That that's that well known. Regardless of what you do for the rest of your life, you'll just be, hey, that's George Costanza. And I think because of how popular GTA 5 is, it doesn't matter what, you know, Franklin, Michael, or Trevor, or that, I mean, the actors do in real life. They'll always be Franklin, Michael, and Trevor. I wonder how that feels. I guess it depends on how much you want to milk your success in this role versus move on to other roles. Cause it's a good opportunity for repeat gigs for that character, but at the same time it can, it can restrict your other opportunities. And I guess it would also depend if you're making like royalties or something from the continued success of the that IP. If you're not, you're like, fuck man, can this game just fucking end already? Maybe it's just me, but it, it seems as though Ned Luke speaks more fond fondly of uh, this game than does uh, Steven. Of course, Nico um, has a negative view of Rockstar. It wasn't his thing like he got paid, you know, a couple of bucks basically and the game went on to make hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever. He's like, hey, can, can I have like more money? And they're like, no. Is that the actual story or is it more complicated than that and I'm half remembering or something? Nope, that's the story. I mean, that would suck. Frankly, I'm surprised they didn't just give him something. As in like, just to hold open that door to, to potentially use him for another project or something. I mean, what's a million bucks to Rockstar? His agent didn't know about GTA and how much money they would make? Oh man, that's... You'd be even sicker, you'd fucking hate your agent. I mean, like your agent for getting the role in the first place, but I mean, at the same time. You got five... Well, yeah, you definitely fire agent, certainly. I mean, his agent probably wouldn't be happy either, because he wouldn't get his percentage. He was paid a hundred grand, according to Games Radar. Yeah, but how... For how much work? hundred grand sounds like a lot of money. But how many years of work was that? 15 months? Uh, I mean, that's not bad money, but then you got to consider that uh, the kind of work you get as a voice actor isn't consistent, right? You might end that gig and not get another good gig for months. In the middle of the Great Recession? Oh, okay. And certainly a hundred grand, even back then, a decade ago or whatever, is a little bit more money still. But I mean, certainly it's not ideal. I suppose it's hard to judge, especially because I've never done that job myself. As a person who does read scripts and stuff for YouTube videos and stuff, I find it quite difficult. You could see me doing voice acting. Uh, I am not a good speaker. Or I, I stutter over words sometimes. I don't speak clearly sometimes, and you know. Uh, for a minor role, I that'd be fun. It's actually funny, someone contacted me recently, suggesting that they want me to be involved in um, some speedrun documentary that mainly focuses around me, and I'm like, that's... I'm not suited for that role. Uh, not only am I probably not a good 
subject for such a documentary. Uh, I don't think I have the uh, the presence or the speaking capability to, to, to really make the best of that. The allure of gambling streams. Would you ever consider doing an online gambling stream? A part of me so badly wants to gamble again. I just, I just don't think it'd be good to get into. Like, I really enjoyed gambling back in the day for a couple of hundred bucks or whatever, doing Texas Hold'em. But I was never really good at it. I just played the game. Like, I didn't have any master strategy or anything like that. Like, and I know if I played gambling on stream, it would influence people to gamble and they would lose money. And, you know, because at the end of the day, in gambling, uh, the only people who win in it are the casino and the pros who either count cards or people who uh, play the games where you're versing other people. It's just, it's, just, it's just fun when done in moderation, right? Like, it isn't that bad when there's a huge barrier between you just gambling whatever you want to. Like, when you have to physically go, like, an hour away to gamble, it's hard to overindulge at that point. But when you have online gambling and it's just, you press a few buttons and you can be betting a thousand bucks on a single hand in blackjack, like, that's just, you know. Those videos of me playing blackjack that sponsor stream back in the day were fun, but I don't think we can do them again. Maybe like just one stream one time in the future, but I don't know. I think I'm just gonna... If I can spend the rest of my life avoiding gambling, I'll be happy, you know. I still remember that feeling losing that 500 bucks when I was in Melbourne in um, uh, 2018 or whatever. It was 2017? I can't remember when it was, but yeah, I still remember that. And it was not a fun experience. Am I good at poker? Uh, no. I know how to play the game, but I don't have uh, a sophisticated knowledge of like pot odds and stuff. I, I always said to myself, until I'm willing to spend the time educating myself as to uh, higher levels of strategy, I either should not play or just accept that I'm going to lose all my money. And I have no interest in losing a lot of money. And, and, and the legality of online gambling in my country right now, I, I don't even know where that's at, really. Technically, the last time I played poker was Watch Dogs 1. And I decimated those NPCs. Slaughtered them. They never saw it coming. This, this is a joke because I, I beat them in poker and I also killed them all, so. <laughs> no, 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 I killed them after I won. Don't you gaslight me. Watch Dogs has some fun minigames. Yeah, it surprises me that all those kind of minigames aren't in these sorts of games. Like, just why not? Like, why not just have a random dude that you can play chess against? It just seems like easy content to add. Do you have to pay licensing fees to someone for chess? Surely no one owns chess. I guess it would take up some development time, but I mean, it's, it's chess. How much could it possibly be? The impact of donation sounds and text-to-speech on viewership. Why don't... You ask text-to-speech, is it because you'd need to focus? Because I started this series without donation sounds and without text-to-speech, I have just continued that trend. It would be interesting to know if having text-to-speech on and donation sounds increases or decreases viewership or does nothing. Because, I mean, because as long as they don't happen that often, it's probably not particularly disruptive. And I... Because text-to-speech can enable some funny interactions and stuff, which may make a stream feel more lively. Especially in streams where the streamer doesn't talk all that much. I'm concerned that when I get back to having it on for speedruns, that it will go off just constantly. 
And if that's the case, I'll have to uh, increase his price. It's, it's just a precedent now that I've had it off for the beginning of this series, so I'm going to keep it off. The Order of Rock, Paper, Scissors. Rock, Paper, Scissors? Ah, uh, paper. I remember seeing a poll whether you're meant to say scissors, paper, rock, or rock, paper, scissors. I was always taught scissors, paper, rock. Scissors, paper, rock. I think rock, paper, scissors is more American. But that's, that's, that's when the rhyme is rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. But when you end on rock, it doesn't sound right. Rock, paper, scissors. And then you go. That doesn't sound right. But scissors, paper, rock. And you go on rock. The reason for this, I think, is the syllables, right? Because scissors is two, and so it doesn't it doesn't sound right to, to go to, to put out your option on scissors because it's two. That's why you have shoot as a one syllable go, and but in the other way you have rock as the one syllable rock to go. UK has just rock paper scissors with no shoot. Wow. When ninety two percent say it's rock paper scissors, you're crazy. The poll. Uh, I saw on Twitter was more diverse than that. The majority, I think, there was rock, paper, scissors. In Russia, they say rock, scissors, paper. I can't tell if you're doing a meme. Motion blur, good or bad? Opinion on motion blur? Motion blur is disgusting. There is no game in history that has ever implemented motion blur well. Can someone do a poll? In gen- so, so, so rather question, in general, motion blur yes in games, or motion blur no in games? Mainly knows. Doesn't surprise me. Does, does motion blur increase or decrease FPS? Motion blur makes them more cinematic. I frankly disagree. Decrease? What? Imagine decreasing your FPS to make your game look worse. You don't notice good motion blur? If you aren't noticing when, when you turn the game becomes mush, then I think that's more of a problem with you than the feature. 89% say no. It's 11%. It's not a, it's not an insignificant percent. As in like, as an optional feature, I can understand why it'd be there for that 11%. But most games have that shit on by default. By default! I remember Donkey complaining that one of the Far Cry games had it on by default and you couldn't turn it off. They had to patch in the ability to turn it off. As if the people making the game were like, oh, well, everyone doesn't like motion blur, what? I thought everyone loved having shit smeared on their eyes. That's, that's just me, oh, oh. What does motion blur do? When you have motion, it blurs things. Paying people for lurk coins. For those unaware, lurk coins are a thing that exists in my stream. The longer you're around, the more lurk coins you have. They have no real value and aren't used for much at all. We need a Mac coin. We have Mac coins. We have Lurk coins. It would be an interesting thing if I uh, actually made some conversion rate where for a million Lurk coins I'll give you a dollar or something. Like as in the, the return on the investment of your time would be effectively non-existent. But it might inspire some people to always have my stream open in a browser or some shit. It'd be viewbotting, but not really viewbotting, you know what I'm saying? I have thought about doing... Uh, a million points for VIP or something, but especially considering I still only have a hundred VIPs, and every time I have to, uh, I, I want to make a new, another VIP, uh, I have to decide like who to take it away from. Permanent sub equals one million. One million is not enough for permanent sub. I only get three of those. Just remove the earliest VIPs. Some of the earliest VIPs are still very important. I tend to remove them from people that I either don't remember 
or who don't come around the stream. I tune into... I've, I've been in a few large streams, and I've seen them give out VIP, and I'm like, what? How can a person at this stage not have used all their VIPs? I guess maybe some people are just a lot more selective with them than I have been. When, when did VIPs release? It's been like over a year, and you've still only had a hundred, you know? This has been like two years, hasn't it? You had a hundred. Summit has no VIPs? Why? VIP just gives you a few perks in chat. You can use colored names. Uh, you don't get slowed down. Uh, you can talk in sub mode. And you give VIPs to close friends. But I mean, if they're close friends, friends, why don't you just make them mods? Yeah, VIP is more about ability and effect that he uses. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. My envy of other no-hit runners. Watch the video that Carl released yesterday. Um, I think the game was Ninja Gaiden. A dude got a no-hit run on the game uh, after many years of people thinking it was impossible because there was an unavoidable hit on the final boss. But he managed to do a thing where he uh, swung his sword really, really, really fast to kill the head before it could hit him. Uh, it was really impressive, and I felt really, really jealous that he has succeeded in his no-hit no run, and I, I have yet to succeed. <laughs> I bought a lot of my favorite candy that still exists. I'm getting fat, chat. Haven't helped myself by buying these sherbet lollipops that I can't stop eating. They're so good! You don't understand, chat. You don't know what I'm talking about, you weren't here for the beginning of Chaos, because I showed him yesterday. I also put them in, uh, uh, on my Twitter. Greatest lollipops ever. I guess they're my favorite candy that still exists. Because obviously runts no longer exist. I mean the runts of the 90s, not the garbage runts that exist today. Starburst gummy bursts, they're just like, eh. There's no other candy that I recall being as associated with happiness as those, uh, lollipops for me. No, my taste buds aren't different because I'm an adult now. They legitimately changed the runt recipe. Even when I was a kid when they changed it, I was annoyed. There have been like six generation of runts and they changed the recipe. I finally released some noiser contents. So, I finally had an episode of Noita edited. I doubt the episodes are gonna do well. Like, originally I was just gonna have the very first episode edited down. But I was like, ah, nah, fuck it. Maybe I will, uh, just slowly edit it all and, uh, throw it out uh, every once in a while. What was submitted to me as an edit was nowhere close to good enough. Like, nowhere close. But at least the scene selection was decent. I spent like six hours on it one day, and I, I, I think it's a pretty good video now. It's gonna be interesting to see though, how the non-Twitch controls noise do, after I'm done with the, uh, the Twitch control stuff. Do I think it'll do better than Among Us? No. Do I think it's more entertaining? Potentially. When it comes to me playing non-GT5 games, what kind of carries the videos is how recognizable the game is. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to upload Noita and it'll be shown to a portion of my audience. And that portion of my audience will be like, uh, what is Noita? I don't want to watch that. And they won't click it. And then YouTube will be like, well, I guess even Dark Viper's main audience doesn't want to watch this shit. So I guess I won't recommend it to anyone. It's what happens with Among Us too. Just abuse the community posts. <laughs> Maybe I will, Rello. Maybe I will. The Hitman games look too easy. I've never played the Hitman games. They've always looked too easy. Are there difficulty modes in Hitman? As in like you could have a difficulty mode where like 
if you walk too fast, everyone in the vicinity is like, Oh my god, that guy's walking too fast, he's suspect! And they shoot you. Yes? Maybe I could find a difficulty that's, uh, that matches my level of skill. Godlike as it is. No, foolish thoughts. No mere developer could make something difficult enough for a person like me. I'm just too good! Yeah, but every single time I see a clip of Soda Poppin throwing a shovel and killing, like, just enemy after enemy after enemy. Or, like, Donkey, in his Hitman 3 video, he filled an entire room with corpses. An entire fucking room. And every time he led a new person into there, none of them batted an eye that they were walking in a sea of corpses. I feel like that's something that the, the NPC should acknowledge for the game to be really considered difficult. I was playing on easy difficulty. I see. I see. So like what the NPCs are sensitive to depends on your difficulty mode. I guess there would be a way to do it. I have watched a little bit of uh, Elijah doing the speedruns of Hitman and they look pretty nice. The recent Hitman games feel like reskins of the last game, better graphics and different levels. Maybe they have a formula that, uh, that works and so they have no reason to throw it away. People who receive profits but do none of the work. There are people out there who own YouTube channels that eventually reach the point where they no longer do anything with the YouTube channel but still collect money from us. As in, they hire a person to upload the videos, they hire a person to edit the videos, and the videos just come out and they do nothing with it. Maybe get consulted as to what's being uploaded or whatever, and they still collect the money. It just seems so fucking scummy. I'm sure in their minds they justify it and go, oh, well, you know, the channel wouldn't exist if it wasn't for me or something along those lines, but like, there's this certain level of being removed from the actual work that when you're so far removed from it, it's just it's just hard not to look at that as so scummy, you know? That you're receiving profits despite a complete lack of involvement with anything going on in what you're receiving profit from. I suppose it's different if the person is just moving on to doing other things, like they're still actively working and stuff. But like, these people who sit on their asses all day and just, you know, I know, receive dividends or they just, they just own stuff. I don't know how these people sit and live with themselves and don't feel scummy as fuck. I, I don't know how they could do that. How would you feel satisfaction knowing that, that you're getting money for nothing? Money, if, if not for you taking it, would be going to those actually doing the work. I suppose it just depends on this situation. I suppose on how much money is being taken. I mean, because if you, if you build the foundations of something and it wouldn't exist without you, maybe then you could be justified in having something, but I don't, I don't, like, it certainly shouldn't be the majority of it or something, you know? I suppose a better way of saying it is I, I wouldn't be comfortable with that situation. And I can't imagine how I would ever change where I would be comfortable with that situation. I suppose it's just because I find such value in my life and satisfaction by... You know, being involved in building stuff and creating stuff and what work I have other people do for me is work that allows me to, to, to work on other things. It isn't that I'm avoiding doing work or attempting to lessen the load upon myself, it's that I want to focus more on the things that matter the most, you know? Because you can't do everything yourself. Lester still having the same phone number after nine years in GTA 5. <laughs> yeah, Violent, I, I said that in pacifist. 
The idea that Lester's phone number still works is kind of absurd. Although, you could make an argument that maybe, like, Lester being the lead hacker guy that he is, you know, has it so the number doesn't engage unless he recognizes your number or something. And so he recognizes Michael's number calling and that's why he makes it so it works. I don't you know. It is a little bit silly. It is a plot contrivance. Certainly, um, there could have been other ways to do it. Like Michael tracks down someone he used to work with who knows where Lester is or something. That happened. Creepier would have been like if Lester pops up and he's like, hey, you know, I've been uh, watching you all this time and I hear you need money. <laughs> oh, no, I know Michael is uh, doesn't fully expect for the number to work, but that we're talking about that the number works at all, you know. True, Jalsi, uh, as Lester points out, Michael didn't betray him. Um, Lester's alias, or to what extent he even needs an alias, like he he wouldn't know he wasn't on any books, so I guess maybe there's no reason for him to change his number. But you, it's just, you would imagine a person like Lester who cares about security and stuff would be changing his number intermittently. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.